I can make the same amount of money profit-wise selling 500 books that an author who sold 20,000 copies of their book because of their royalty structure. The moment I realized that, I was like, like, why would you work with a publisher? Just be independent. You know, someone will say, like, Tyler, what about all the opportunities you'll miss? Like, I don't want them. Like, I don't want those opportunities. Well, yeah. we're seeing right now what those opportunities lead to. They apparently yeah, don't lead yeah, to exactly. very much. Those, those opportunities. Hello and welcome to Culturescape, the show that interviews the geek creators and influencers that built nerd culture. I'm your host, Peter Pischke. A few weeks ago, the comics industry was rocked by a hashtag. Hashtag comics broke me became trending on Twitter and social media after the young, premature death of comics artist Ian McGinty, who was only 38 years old. He was known for doing comic adaptations of shows like Adventure Time, Invader Zim, VM Puppycat, and more. With the hashtag comics broke me, mainstream comic professionals were finally venting their frustrations about the many problems of the modern comic book industry. Issues like low pay, poor working conditions, abusive editors, toxic gossip, and more. But not everyone was entirely sympathetic. Uh, I'm a bit in that boat myself. One indie comics creator dared speak out. He is with me today. His name is Tyler World. He runs the YouTube channel Draw and Talk. He makes the independent comics, including his latest project, The Plumber Girls, which you can find on Kickstarter right now. Tyler pointed out the hypocrisy of an industry that is featured by employees and insiders doing everything they can to not let anyone inside unless they have the most ideological vantage possible. Yet, when those people themselves are being manipulated and taken advantage of, and yet here they are to complain. But this point about the emperor without clothes did not sit well with some people. And so since his tweet just a short few weeks ago, he has had professionals intimidate him, people harass him, and even try to sabotage his projects and those that work with him. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Tyler, uh, the hashtag comics broke me, the state of the comics industry, and more. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I know that was a bit of a mouthful, but no, I wasn't sure how familiar people were. I mean, the comics industry, for those that care about it, feels big, but it, it, it's actually Well, it's a very, um, yeah. I mean, the hashtag comics broke me was, it, it was a very quick trend. It was, uh, it was a trend that lasted 72 hours and then like, no one's talking about it anymore. It just happened and then it's, oh, it's, it's over. Um, no one really cares anymore. It did come and go quite quickly. I, I still see a few people playing about it, um, but it doesn't have the same vigor that it did. Because for a hot second, like people outside comics noticed, and then it just went back to how comics Twitter usually is, um, which is very much an insider situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, it was, it's a, you know, it was, it was, it was very interesting. So like, I always, when, when people ask like, oh, like what? What happened with the whole hashtag comics broke me? I always say that there was four stages to this hashtag. Um, the first stage of the hashtag was, um, you know, talking about the death of an artist named Ian. And they used hashtag comics broke me because they were trying to say that, you know, he was overworked and he died. And that's why he died so young. Um, there, You know, there's whether that's true or not, we don't know. But that's, you know, that's how the hashtag started. The second, the then the second phase of that tweet of that of that hashtag was then, hey, I'm also overworked, and there's a lot of publishers out there who aren't paying creatives on time. 
um, which is really bad. Um, and and apparent and apparently it's also tied to Ian as well because apparently um, a, a publisher owed him money. So then there's that. The then there was the third phase of the hashtag, and I think this is where the this is where like the most people jumped into the hashtag and like saw it. And this was, hey, I also have had a hard time in the comic book industry, and this is my story. None of the, and 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 they never like related to Ian. Like ninety nine percent of these people didn't know who Ian was. They just complained about their own their own problems that they had, whether it was like poor patriots that they chose. You know, oh, I have I have to work on Saturdays or like, I don't know, it's just like st- like like very like various like contra- contractual stuff that they chose. And then the fourth stage of hashtag comics broke me was hashtag comics broke me buy my book. And so then it just became a then that one was a promotional. I came in with my tweet in the third area third phase because that's what I saw when I saw the hashtag at first. I was going through the hashtag. I'm seeing all these people um complain in my honest opinion about their about their quote-unquote working conditions in comics you know people saying oh like in order for me to draw batman i had to take a 25 dollar page rate because that was all that they would give me um and now i'm poor and blah blah blah. and um and you know i I i'm someone who who believes in uh protecting your castle i that's that's kind of something i say is like protect your castle protect your kingdom and like for me, like the like the people that are inside my castle and kingdom uh, currently is like my wife and I've got two kids, and so like e- like every decision that I make needs to go. Is this going to protect my wife? Is it going to protect my kids? Are we going to be financially okay? So if, so like even if I have a dream to draw Batman uh, for DC Comics, if they were like, hey Tyler, we need you to draw Batman. We want you to draw Batman, but it's only twenty five dollars a page. That's gonna financially wreck my family. Like, there's just no way that's happening. Um, I would say no. Like, I would say no and get a and like just get a better job. And if I find out that comics just isn't where I'm gonna be able to make money, that's like like stable for me to like live the life that I want to live. Then I'm just not like I just can't do it. Then it's just something that you can't do. And my biggest problem with that hashtag was there was just so many people like acting like they had a gun to their head. Mm-hmm. Telling them like you better you better draw Batman for twenty five dollars a page and it's like no like make better decisions like be accountable for your decisions like like that that that's just how it is you don't have to draw comics to make a living it'd be it'd be nice to I'm sure I'm sure that'd be awesome but like if you can't sustain that then 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 don't do it no I I definitely agree and I I understand what you're saying about the phases because while it started about something serious soon it was people just itching and complaining about like normal work stuff like we all have to deal with this it's like no you guys aren't particularly special you're very bad at this but actually everyone has to deal with bad bosses and annoying uh co-workers mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was like um yeah exactly they were like oh my editor was emailing me at like a like a impromptu time i'm like yeah duh like everyone gets like like messages that they don't want like i had a, a boss and my at my publishing job, I worked for I used to work for a book publisher as of like two weeks ago, uh, for the last four years. And she would just like on Sundays send me just like like ten, like ten to like fifteen texts. Like, hey, what do you think of this? Blah blah blah. Should we do this? Blah blah blah. I just learned to ignore it. Or like if it was that important, maybe take care of it, but then just get like we all experience this stuff. We all understand. And if you are in a bad financial situation 
and you're American, like, you can get out of it. Like, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard. But you can get out of it. Um, and, like, a lot of people said that was very elitist of me and said that I had, like, you know, white privilege and stuff, even though I'm Asian. Um, like, what people don't – so, like, the reason why I can say that is because I just got a new job. Um, but what? But the day that I took the interview for this job, you know, hoping I'd get the job, I had an interview with Burger King because um, I needed I needed more income than what my current job was paying at the time because they cut everyone's salaries by 20%. And it just like, it was just like, last, it was like bad, bad, bad. We weren't making, my family and I were really struggling with money. And I was like, you know what? I need to bring in more income. I'm going to work for, I'm going to work at Burger King at night. They pay 20 bucks an hour at, at this local one. I can do Ooh, it. That's, that's pretty good, to... actually. I know, dude. Yeah, I know. It's, it was like either McDonald's, like McDonald's was like, we start at 11. I'm like, bitch, like Burger King, like next to you is 20 bucks. Like I'm going there. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so like, and like that was me taking like accountability for my financial situation. I'm not going to bitch, moan, and complain. I'm not going to go to McDonald's and go, hey, like, I know you guys only pay $11 an hour, but I deserve to like have a base salary of 70000 they're going to be like, okay, well, like, can leave. Like, we're McDonald's. And so a lot of these people are acting like these, co- like they're entitled to these salaries and health benefits, you know, from companies who historically have never done this. Like DC and Marvel, it's always been work for hire. And it's crazy that, like, you know, it's been like, you know, 70, 70 80 years of, this co- of the comic book industry in America with, like, Marvel and DC. And everyone's like, everyone's getting taken advantage. It's like, guys. The the founders of like Marvel and DC were taking advantage, like Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby. These guys don't like they made bad financial decisions. Like they don't they didn't own anything. They didn't get any money. Like this, the comic book industry has a history of fucking over people. You know what happens when you work for DC and Marvel? Don't act like this is anything new. And yeah, everyone's still like shocked that everyone that that these companies are taking advantage of people when. You know, they're not really taking advantage of people. It's just they get they they get away with it by saying, well, everything's just work for hire. If you don't like work for hire, get a new skill, find a job that pays a salary and health benefits. It's not as fun. It's not as exciting. It's not as cool. It's safe, though. It, it's funny because there's a documentary about Stan Lee that's a little controversial right now because based it, it, this is Stan Lee always spoke up about the legend of Stan Lee. And so it, it kind of. It, it leans into that in the sense that, like, Stanley helped create everything. And the, like, the, li- the li- living creators or their children are like, actually, I, you know, it, actually, my dad, you know, he worked on this thing. You know, he's, we have the son of, uh, of Kirby who speak out mm-hmm. about, about this. Because I was thinking, it was like, Stanley, he was often the guy that was the one taking advantage of the employees yeah. back in the day. Exactly. Like, is it like, like, someone was trying to make me feel bad about this about the whole like Kirby situation and I, and they're like these families they've been hurt by this and I'm like yeah like it sucks but at the end of the day Kirby made a bad financial business decision like he sh- like he made a bad financial business business decision he allowed Stanley to like walk all over him and take advantage of him um does that suck yes does should they have should these people be billionaires absolutely unfortunately that's just like not the case and so it's like you, we can't do anything about that bad financial. Like, if we could go back in time and tell, you know, Bill Finger and 
um, you know, the the Siegel family to be like, hey, like, make sure you get some rights and royalties um, in this. Like, we would obviously tell them that, but they didn't do that back in the day. They weren't thinking, you know, business, you know, they weren't having a business mind. They got screwed. Their families got screwed. Um, and so it's like, when I see the hashtag comics broke me thing, and I'm still seeing artists and writers getting screwed, I'm like, hey, maybe like we should figure out how not to do this. And I put in my, I say, I, you know, I bring it up in my tweet and um, it wasn't well received for like by like 50% of the people. No, people went crazy for a hot second. And I thought you were being, because you were actually putting it very nicely. Because I was going to be, if I was you, I would be like, this is kind of something you guys earned. I, this is a, anyone that has tried to work anywhere near comics know it is, it is just a gossip riddled rat infested heck hole. I, it, yeah. It's so dominant. It is so taken over by people who are almost sociopathic to the extent it makes it hard to be a semi normal person and work there. And I know maybe people exaggerate. And I often people want to make this about wokeism or politics. And I'm actually open to many different political views for these projects. But less so than that, it's more the type of people they're being allowed in these companies that have totally had a disregard for these these legacy brands for this creative quality and they've totally gatekept anyone that was you know uh right of your uh, standard left-wing californian and to the point that chuck dixon chuck dixon uh the famous writer that worked in batman a whole bunch of other properties in the 90s and 2000s i had a chance to interview one time which was neat and i, it, I asked him you know why did you decide to go work for uh, all these different people. Because he sometimes gets criticism because he's done work for people who are much more right-wing. Maybe you would say all right. And his point was, well, they're willing to pay me. He, he loved DC. He would be happy to do more work for them, but they just wouldn't offer it anymore. And he's a legend. I, just a normal person trying to start, I don't even imagine how you get inside those companies. And so it, for me, it's like, look, you guys are complaining, but you're the ones that made this, you made this bed for yourselves and you shot down everyone else that tried to warn you. I, I just don't have any patience for you anymore. But I mean, I'm a sympathetic guy, so I kind of want to go easy on them, but I really shouldn't. Well, how you get in and like, it was very apparent um, how you get in, especially, you know, with my quote unquote cancellation is that you have to be part of the cool kids club. And what's the cool kids club? Being part of the cool kids club is you say what you say, you say what we say. Do what we do, believe in what we believe in, and you're friends with the people that we tell you you can be friends with. And if you uh -huh. go against any of those things, you're not going to be in it. I have tons of screenshots of creators saying, hey, Tyler just didn't, Tyler didn't cancel. We're just going to choose not to work with him. <laughs> we. And, it's, and there's so yep. many people like, this is our industry and we're not going to let him in. And I'm like, bitch, you're like the, you're like the artist for like, like a D-level D like like comic, like I don't, I don't have to talk to you. I'm going to like, I can go talk to an editor or someone above you, but no, the power is, is with all these mentally ill artists and writers who will be like, who will say, Hey, I don't want to work with that person. Cause all drama, cause a bunch of lies. And then, uh, then that person doesn't get work. It's just, it's such a bad environment that they have created. That's pushed out so many people and, and it's just the quality of the content. I used to buy comics every week. Um, mm -hmm. Even when I couldn't yeah, buy same. them, I was reading them online. I haven't bought a comic, a Western comic, in a very long time. I sometimes still will read because DC now and then will produce a decent Batman story. So I'm not complete. I haven't completely kicked my comic addiction. But beyond that, 
I'm just done. There's just no point in trying to put up with it. Um, it was a comic book retailer. He was sharing um, some of the sales data he's getting. He says, he, they are even seeing as bad as the Marvel and DC sales have been the last few years, that they are, they're quickly dwindling from even that. So it's like, it's like one of those like, uh, conspiracy theories where people say, okay, is, is, is Disney going to sell Marvel? Is DC going to stop printing comics altogether? And that kind of stuff feels more possible every day the well, more like silliness the, I the see. Top, like the only Marvel comic that made it into like the, like, like the top 100 graphic novels sold, so I think it was 250, was an Alex Ross Fantastic Four comic. But it was not published by Marvel. It was licensed out to another company that did it, that that produced that comic. So Marvel gave this other company the license to do this book, this Fantastic Four story, and that's the only one that made it onto the list. Um, no Marvel or DC book made it in the top 200. DC comes in at 270 with a Nightwing, um, with a Nightwing or Teen Titans graphic novel, and then. Everything and then Marvel, like I think, came in like like at three hundred. Like that was their very first entry into this list of best-selling graphic novels last year. So it's like you guys aren't making the top tens. You guys aren't making the top hundreds. You're not even making the top two hundreds. Like this is really bad. And and the best-selling Batman, the best-selling DC book last year uh, was um, Frank Miller's Year One. Why? Because you know there was a new Batman. There was a new Batman uh, uh, movie that that came out, um, and so it's like, yeah, like you when you have these people who one, they're very they're very bad writers, very very bad creatives, but they're in the they're and they're in this industry and they're all fighting for work because none of them are getting paid. They're not making money. The sales here's the thing. It's, that's another thing that people don't realize is that these people like if you want better page rates. You want, you know, you need the money comes from the sales of the books. You can't argue that you deserve a page rate if you're not bringing in money. Um, I can go to my boss and go, hey, I brought in a million dollars of new revenue last year. I deserve X amount of raise. And then they can go, oh, yeah, based off of your merits and how much you sold. Absolutely. These people don't have that. There's there's clearly a problem uh, financially with these creators. If they're not good financially. They, they clearly shouldn't be in these professions. Um and they're all like, I think they're all mentally unstable. They're financially unstable, which is even hurt, which is hurting their mental unstable instability even more. Um, and yeah, like they, they are comics. Comics didn't break them. They allowed comics to break them. It seems like a, there are a lot of industries, especially they're involved, like their creative endeavors where they have writing involved. They're seeing similar situations. Comic is comics is an especially bad version of this, but even we're seeing like journalism, even gaming journalism, especially, we're seeing huge changes. And the those, you know, I have never tried to write comics. I've known people that have, so I've kind of been around it, but I I had to have not worked professionally. So you know this topic better than I do. But entertainment journalism, I have moonlit and tried to do on my myself. And it is it is just bonkers how people behave themselves there. And so when I when you see, you know, the ad rates are die are dying. And so the sites are now going with it because they no longer have VC funders anymore. And of course, the ads aren't going to do it. Part of me is like, this really sucks because I actually like that kind of style work of journalism. But on the other hand, it's like, it's such of little value. And it's just been, it's just, you know, they, they just took the plane and they 
pitched it to the ground. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to tell. It's like, look, this is reality, guys. This is what happened. Uh, we may not like it, but you kind of did this to themselves. But I don't. I don't know how to go from there and to remaking these things or saving it, or perhaps they cannot be saved. You work at you, which is I thought is interesting. Is you actually do independent comics yourself? You have a rather decently successful Kickstarter going on right now. Uh, the Plumber Girl. <laughs> So very uh, heavily Mario inspired there. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Do you do you have a feeling for like how uh, comics specifically could be able to bounce back, or is Western comics just done? Um, well, for legal purposes, it's got nothing to do with Nintendo. Yeah, it's... Uh, but you know, just you know, I always <laughs> oh, when right. someone's like, "Is this Nintendo?" I go, "I don't know. Do they own the colors, red and green?" <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, I have um. You know, I, I I do work in indie comics. I you know I put out I've put out three Kickstarters this year that have each done over fourteen grand. Um, this one's doing you know this was my this is currently my best launch so far. The Super Plumber Sisters. Um, I also worked in uh, the publishing industry for four years as a sales and marketing person. Um, keep it well, the my role there was to do their online sales, uh, through marketing and um. We took that bit. We took. I took that side of the business with someone else from doing the, this. Their website was doing ten thousand dollars a year. We brought it up to a million. Um, um, every year it was doing a million, and then we, you know, we expanded to do other stuff. And so, like, I, I like, like, I understand the publishing industry. Like, I understand it. I've seen it. I, I know like what it works. And really, what it comes down to is the fact that what what we're seeing is the rise of independent creators. We're seeing the rise of independent journalists, the rise of independent writers. And I think these things are all really shifting and changing. And it's it like the old ways are starting to die. So like my 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 degree is actually journalism. And one of my one of my regrets is that I worked at a newspaper for a bit and I was just so appalled by the behavior there the ethics of it, of working for a mainstream uh, newspaper that I was like, I, I, I have to get out of here. Like I, I quit. Um, this is just disgusting. Um, and what I should have, and, and, and then I went into marketing after that. I was just like, let me find a better career, marketing content. Let me learn how to do that. Um, what I wish I had done though, cause I am a really big believer in like journalism and good journalism is, and I didn't know this at the time was like the power of being an independent creator. So there are a lot of like like professional journalists who they just go out and they'll film and they'll talk and they'll start a YouTube channel and they'll give the news and they'll commentate it on it and they'll say this is and then essentially they become their own Fox Fox News and CNN they they create their own platform and you're seeing the rise of a lot of these creators you know telling their stories and giving insights and a uh, very guerrilla style journalism being done through YouTube and they're able to monetize that through either ad revenue on YouTube patreon substack um so there's like and so, so to me like there's a part of me that wishes i continue i had gone down that route because i really do like that kind of stuff i do think i would have been a crappier person though because then i would have been like really into <laughs> so i'm almost i'm kind of glad i went into marketing um but what can people do i mean the my my thing is like it's 2023 you don't like why do you have to work for dc or marvel like why can't you do your why can't you do your own thing? And and the counter the you know, and you can make more money doing. You can make more money doing your own thing. 
And then, you know, that's when the complaints come of people going, oh, then I have to learn how to market. I have to learn how to do business. I have to learn how to, you know, speak in front of camera. And then they're like, I just want to draw. And it's like, okay, well, that's not going to pay the bills. Um, there's all these other things that you need to learn how to do. Um, and so I, I, I think, I think that, you know, how do you save comics? I think they're going to do whatever they're going to do. DC and Marvel, they're always going to be around. They're going to do what they're going to do. I think if creators want to thrive, like start learning how to turn yourself into the product, like turn yourself into the product. Like me, Tyler, draw and talk. I am the product and I view my comics as merch. So I want people to be invested in me. I want people to watch my YouTube show. I want them to watch my content. I want them to engage with me on Twitter. I, I see myself as like, it, I'm entertaining these people for free weekly. And then I can put out a comic every, every now and then for 10 bucks. And then people can go, Hey, this guy's giving me hours and hours and hours of free content. Let me throw on my buck. Um, now. And so I seem, I view my comics as merch and I view myself as the product. And I think if more creators start doing that, um, they would see that they don't need the companies and they can just grow and do all of their own independent stories. And the, the thing with the thing that I learned working for the publishing industry is that I, I can make the same amount of money, um, profit wise selling 500 books um, that an author who sold 20,000 copies of their book sold because of their royalty structure. The moment I realized that, I was like, like, why would you work with a publisher? Just be independent. Like, mo like most, most of these creators, they, they get maybe, they get a dollar a book, like top of funnel if that book is sold at full price. And then if it goes into wholesale, if that book goes into wholesale, then they get 50 cents of the book. They get 50, 50 cents per copy sold. And so it's like to get to make $10,000, they have to sell 10 to $20,000, 20, 10 to 20,000 books. I can make that same amount of money selling two to 500 copies of my book. And so like you can have a smaller audience, but make more money. And I think more creators need to, need to do that. I I largely agree with what you're saying. I I think the growth of especially in comics, but journalism to some extent as well. The the creation of independent people doing it, they're making it for a specific audience. Um, there's less steps between the creator and what's being made, and so there seems to be a better sense of authorship. Um, I do have concerns for the mall in some places because, like, for example, for YouTube, you know, there are you could argue there. Are replacements for what is gaming journals like luke stevens who does a ton of really great video game content he does like video game reviews previews discussions analysis he's basically doing what game journals did but the problem with that is is like one it, it, the path to getting there is is different maybe that's a good thing you kind of need to learn how to build an audience or different there's a different skill set you have to learn the other problem is with these platforms it always feels like it's a, just a little bit of danger because he's like they could yank the cord at any time yeah. and then you might be up a hill that is the, uh, that that is the scary thing which is why up a river whatever yeah, yeah. Be, be up a hill i guess it's it's a really that's, steep that's hill. why um you know you need to protect yourself you you have a mailing list you make sure that you know you're on a bunch of platforms if you do get canceled learn how to monetize that go oh my god like learn how to turn that into a bigger story than maybe it needs to be so you can gain a bigger audience um like 
someone called me an opportunist the other night. I'm like, absolutely, I'm an opportunist. If you're going to do, like, I told someone, I was like, if someone ever canceled me, like, that, like, the moment, the moment Band of Bards called me and said, hey, because of this tweet, we're going to, we're cutting you from that book, the media then went, well, there goes, the, there's, like, the next two weeks of my content. Um, like, I'm going to milk, I'm going to milk that, I'm going to milk this. Um, because this hurts and I, I need to figure out a way to, you know, use this as an opportunity. And so, yeah, I agree that it's, it's a new skill set that creators, and, and that's why, that's why there was so much hate by my tweet where I told people that needed to get better at business because in order to, to thrive in the, in, in, in this new world that we live in, you have to learn new skills. We Definitely. can't rely, a, a, an author can't just go with a publisher and, and, and make 10 to $20,000 sell 10 to 20,000 books. Like it's just not a thing. Like the average nonfiction book for a publisher is 300 copies sold in its entire lifetime, entire lifetime of that book, 300 books sold. Penguin last year uh, said that out of their 53,000 books, like they had 53,000 books that they published in the last five years that didn't sell over 23 copies. Like this is like this is hard. Like publishing is hard. The people who are making the most money, who are who are who are, are the people who have massive social media audiences, but they're growing them. They're showing uh, they're showing up, and I think a big problem is that people aren't aren't showing up, and they think it's super hard, and they get scared. But that's just what you have to do. Brandon Sanderson, everyone's like, how did he do forty one million dollars on Kickstarter? Well, he's on YouTube every single day. He's on YouTube every single day, pushing out content, engaging with his readers. You know, we had set the, the, the authors at the publishing company I worked at who sold the most, they all had big, they were all on social media 24 seven, engaging their audience, giving them free content every single day so that when they came out with a new book every six months, then the audience was goes, Hey, you've entertained me for the last six months, every single day for free. Here's 20 bucks. Sanders is great. I love that guy. He understands the rule with like Patreon is like promise deliver but no promise little but deliver more he's like oh i just happened to have three books completely yeah. <laughs> finished ready Exa to go exactly <laughs> exactly he actually lives like over like over here um like near me it, it, it's it's massive it's massive i think even with news this is something i kind of had to learn it's like unless you're like a really big outlet pretty much if you want your story to get any oxygen you just have to kind of learn how to market for yourself use social media how to get people talking about because otherwise it's like no one no one's going to check it out and your outlet's not going to do very much unless you're like one of these really big legacy media outlets and even sometimes they'll just let a story hang there out to dry it's just kind of where we're at it's just the world we're living in you can either hate it and i mean i often do but uh or you adjust and you got you got to choose so you could continue to complain like many of the people in comics want to or you can do something about it. And th this is kind of the thing where even with Eric July, you know, I have friends with people who work for Eric July or people who practically worship the ground the man walks on. I mean, that's too much. But <laughs> I, I am generally supportive of him, even though I have friends that completely hate him, hate, hate his guts, hate what he's trying to do, feel he's taking advantage of his customers. My point of view is like he has the complete right to sell something to his customers and he does it very well now whether i think the quality is always there i think some criticism is sometimes uh, warranted but there's nothing wrong with selling product to people who are willing to buy it and, and he fundamentally understands that and it, 
my my last point here with comics, I we can probably move on. I know people are getting sick of this, but comics is not going to survive with the people who publish books that no one reads. Comics is going to survive with people like you, with people like my friend Vito, with people like Eric July, because they are actually printing comics that have a chance that someone is actually going to read and remember it and come back asking to buy another one. And no one does that for a Vita Ayala story. I'm not even sure anyone has read a Vita Ayala story besides like myself and like a few YouTubers. <laughs> this doesn't happen. So what are the kind of stuff that you've seen? You said that people went after people that you worked with, so people who've done artwork for you or something, and then they tried to scare scare them from working with you? Yeah, so like amidst the my cancellation where this tweet blew up, I lost my publisher. Um, I then had a couple, I then like, and I didn't really bring this one this one up publicly because I, I, um, I basically threatened the person like in a DM, like, I like I legit threatened them. Um, I was sent some screenshots of this person, and they were starting a they were starting a rumor. I mean, to be fair, they thought it was real, but like they like they go, "Hey, I think Tyler is funneling money into his campaigns through false through through fake accounts, and that he's using AI art." Which those two types of accusations can really hurt an indie creator, like using AI art, which I'm very which I'm very against. And then like like funneling money into your campaign, you know, so basically faking the numbers. Um, and so I saw so I saw though that controversy and I I DM'd the person. I said, Hey, like you can tell me what you're what you're talking about right now. Um, and let, let's just squash this right now. They didn't respond. I said, Okay, listen. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up publicly and I'm gonna freaking burn you if you don't apologize to me right now in the, in a direct message. And I just said, everything you said is false. I saw the I saw the screenshots. Um, they're all false. This here's the set explanation. I want you to apologize right now because I swear to God, if you don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna I will like I will, I'm in a, such a bad mood right now because of this whole cancellation. Like I will light you on fire. Um, like I like, and this is a this is a creator who struggles to like make money with comics. And I said, you're struggling to make money in comics. I'll make sure that you never make another cent. I will burn I will burn every bridge that you have. Um, so pod like, un like acknowledge, acknowledge me right now. And so I was able to like, before that controversy came public, we cleared it out privately. So the creator's doing fine. Um, it, it looks like you have something to say. No, it's, it's, it's bizarre though, because I, it is weird because you do have people that have very, they not even have any relationship or professional relationship with you, but they will spend hours sometimes days of their time trying to ruin your life or trying to yeah, make it for... harder for you and and i don't quite understand it i maybe it's because they have issues they're dealing with or maybe they don't have enough value in their life they're, I... op they're opportunists i mean they're opportunists like um there's a I, I have a friend who like he unfortunately got he was part of you know he got hit with some some stuff during my cancellation and there were some people who used that? Who who didn't like him? Who used that as an opportunity to also like pile on some stuff? This this and then the second thing that happened was that I had a couple crazy people reach out to every one of my artists I'd ever worked with, um, and say, "Hey, what's Tyler paying you?" Which one totally like between totally none of like no one's business. Um, the two they're like like what's he paying you? Um, is he paying you enough? You deserve this. Does he have this in his contract? Blah blah. And a lot of these artists, 
um, aren't on like Twitter or Instagram, like I would see them in random groups and go, Hey, have you ever drawn a comic before? And they're like, no, no, no. I'd be like, Hey, can I like pay you to do some like spat, like some, like either cover work or just an illustration. And these are just people who like to draw, who don't want to get into the business. And I, and, and these people got harassed. Like these people, like these crazy people found these people's personal Facebook profiles and harassed them. And the, the, those artists came back to me and said, listen, it's nothing against you. I like working with you. I don't want to get harassed. So like, so that, so that I don't get harassed, I'm not going to work with you anymore. And like, I totally understood that. I'm not angry at any of those artists. I had another artist say, hey, listen, I heard that you're selling my, my work. And I'm like, yeah, well, you said that I could. And they went, yeah, but I'm changing our deal. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, you, you can't change our deal. Like, I've already paid you thousands of dollars. And um, they go, yeah, well, so-and-so is telling me that I, I deserve 60% of every sale. And I'm like, oh, so Ooh. I pay you thousands of, I was like, oh, I pay you thousands of dollars, then I sell it, and you think you deserve 60% of the profit. And they go, that's what this person's saying. And I'm like, okay, so great. Now I have an idiot giving fake business advice to my artist who has no business like literacy. And I go, listen, I'm not going to do that. And they go, well, then I'm going to bring this out publicly. And I'm like, great. I can have another controversy. Like now, now the new headline can be canceled, canceled creator who was, who and that now doesn't pay artists. And I'm like, great. Like I'm going to, like, I'm going to get destroyed once again. Uh, because of, of false information, what am I supposed to do? Like tell everyone, everyone my page rates. Start like screenshotting my PayPal information and my like. I just was like, great, this can be a huge hassle. Talk them down to like basically like twenty percent of the of the profits I had sold, and then they just went, give me a flat like X amount of money. I did, and they went, sweet, can't wait to work with you again. No, like I'm never working with <laughs> you again. I'm never going to work with that artist again, which sucks because they said I was their highest paying client and I was the one that kept coming back to them month after month. And this crazy person ruined that and that ruined that my relationship with this person because they, you know, freaking worm tongued their way into like making this artist think that I was, I was the enemy. Um, I had another artist, the, um, you know, last night say, Hey, like I got caught, I got contacted and blah, blah. And, uh, I think it should be paid this. And I was like, I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like, like we have a contract. Like you knew, you knew this. And they go, yeah, but I think I deserve profits. And I'm like, I paid you thousands of dollars. Like I, I, I am the risk. I gave you a thousand dollars. Now I have to make my money back. I'm not going to give you a percentage. And, uh, and it's just like, like, and I think that the, the, that's a big thing with like the comics broke me is you had a lot of these people who just one, they don't even, they don't understand business at all. You don't get money off of, you don't get a percentage of sales that aren't coming in. If a company is ne is is in the red when they make a, when they sell a comic, you go you don't get to have, get royalties because they didn't get their money back. Nor do you get a pay raise because they're losing money every time they they use you. Yeah, it's not the streaming business where people get future residuals, whatever that is. Yeah, uh, but but like like I do know that like with DC that they will give royalties, but the company has to recoup their cost first. So if it costs the company yeah, $10,000, once that comic book does get $10,000, then you can start getting royalties. But what we're realizing is that most of these books can barely sell like a couple thousand copies. Um, and these companies are not making their money back. And yeah, it's just like these, these, these creators lack business and business anything. Um, and yeah, like it really sucked that I, I lost a lot of really good artists 
this week um um relationship wise and yeah like it was like uh you know it's one thing like losing my publisher i was like fine i'll just do more independent work but then when people start attacking my my business internally with the people i work with um that that really that that pushed me to a point where i actually left twitter for a couple of days because i was so angry because i was like you know what i just gotta get out of here yeah because um, so i left yeah, they're yeah, because they're not just trying to sabotage your business; they're trying to sabotage your personal relationships. Yes, some of those are exactly, and they friends. did. They they won. I think that was the worst part is they won. Like they did win on that aspect. Like they did ruin several relationships with artists. Um, that worked with for several years, and it's like, oh, like the like this sucks. That does suck. People are. I mean, even since some of the best people, people naturally are very much cowards, and I mean. Some of the bigger companies have definitely, you probably know a lot more about this than I do, having worked in publishing, that some of the bigger companies have learned, like, you have a social media firestorm, you kind of duck down and it passes over. But to normies, to most people, you you get that kind of stuff and it scares them. And you can get people to still cow. And maybe that, maybe it'll always be that way a little bit, or maybe over time, everyone will learn that, like, you just got to ignore the crazies. But, but it, it still does work sometimes. Like, it still does get people canceled now and then. Well, that's what happened with, uh, um, I mean, that's what happened with my book, Coins of Judas, that was published through Band of Bards, is that, like, for 48 hours, that that that, that, that tweet was hot. Like, a bunch of their creators, the, the, the my fellow bards, the people I'm supposed to be friends with because we're all published under the same, they all were like, I don't want to f***ing work with this guy, blah, blah, f*** him, I hate him, hate him, hate him. And then, like, I'm in, like, DM groups with some of these people talking talking with them, like, still. And, but, like, publicly, they were, like, uh, I don't, like, they were joining in on the mob. I, I was talking to the publisher, like, you know, my phone call, and I was, like, I was, like, guys, this is going to blow over in, like, three days, and no one's going to care about this. And they're, like, yeah, but, you know, this hurts, this hurts our brand. I go, it's not going to matter. Um, like, tr- like, trust me, like, I've been here before. It's not going to happen. Unfortunately, one of their co-founders is very much was very much pro canceling me because he was part of the mob and he did, you know, he did the the you know things that I was accused of. I was accused of being a Nazi, a racist. He was like, he must he like all of that's true. It must be like, true. Someone must said be it true. on the internet. I know, and he you know his name's Chris. He's a fucking idiot. Um, he's a fucking idiot, and um, you know, the, you know, it's like come on, as a like. We were the, like, my tweet was about being good at business. And, like, this guy's like, oh, like, you, you know, like, Nazi racist, like, doesn't ask me, like, he just go, he believes everything. He canceled the, like, their top selling book. For a, for a small publisher that, like, their third best selling book sold a couple hundred and mine sold several thousand. Why would you cancel your top selling book? You're clearly bad at business, which means you should probably read my tweet. Because in a couple months, like I just got off the phone call with someone, and they're like, "Yeah, they're canceling like all these books because they're not selling and and they're not making money." And I'm like, "Huh? Well, why did they cancel their one that their book that was selling? Like, like clearly these other creators can't sell. I can sell, and they like they allowed the mob. They allowed themselves to be ruled by the mob, who they don't care. These people have all moved on. No one's talking about this hashtag. Like the next like three days later, the mob jumped on someone new." About, you know, the tracing thing, about there was like this tracing thread. Tra- and, tracing. It's always either yeah. tracing or someone redrew their character from one race to another. Yeah. Those are the well, reliable, no, 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 no. That was so like, that's controversial so like, ones. Was, the next one was tracing. 
and that was four. That one got four million views. The people bullied this 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 girl off Twitter because and because of her thread. Then someone did a someone like lightly shaded an African American uh, person, and then they bullied that person. Then Marvel did the Secret Invasion AI. So it's like, like these things happened in like for like like these things get hot for forty eight hours and then they die. Because the mob just needs something, they go, they find something new to get angry about. And um, one thing that I was really angry about was like, guys, you might have, these people might have moved on, but you just ruined my business for like, you just ruined like a lot of work that I've had to put in. Like, this might have gone away for you for 48 hours. You just lost me a publishing deal. You lost me like several thousand dollars. You ruined relationships with my artists. Like, this is, this, this has long lasting effects on me that the mob won't feel because they've moved on. No, that's that's I think some of the people who are who are for um, the what we want to call cancel culture. One of the things they might argue is these things are like relatively quick and no one no one uh, deserves, you know, to have a job or position. But, you know, what else is really quick or tornado, <laughs> a house fire, just because the, it's quick doesn't mean it's incredibly destructive. It takes a long time to grow something, to build something. I mean. Like these platforms, many of these YouTubers who, you know, like Mr. Beast, that guy's been doing YouTube, you know, how many years? How much dedication it took to get to that level? That's how it is for most things. These things don't happen overnight. It takes practice and work and experience and networking and studying. And people are so quick to destroy it. And it's so sad because it does blow over. And it could have been something else, but they made that decision. But at the end of the day, maybe you want to say, well, I don't really want to be working with people if they're going to be cowards and just throw me overboard. <laughs> maybe this yeah, is kind I of mean, good to know now. Yeah, I mean, like, like I don't want to work. Like, I didn't want to work with these people. Now I definitely don't want to work with these people. But now what they've re- but now, like, what they've opened the door on is that, like, I'll just say their names now. Like, at first, like, I was just playing it safe, being nice, but now I'll be like, yo, Daniel Kaplan, like, I f*** you. Like, I hope, like, your next project fails. Like, they hate that they, like, they go, oh, like, there's all these monsters. Like, they they they, they create monsters. Like, they create these monsters that they, um, that they say are out there. I mean, um, yeah, I'm still pretty angry, um, you know, ab- ab- about, um, all of, all, all of this stuff. You know, someone will say, like, Tyler, what about all the opportunities you'll miss? Like, I don't want them. Like I don't want those opportunities. Um, what you know we're, is well, yeah. we're seeing right now what those opportunities lead to. They apparently yeah, don't lead yeah, to exactly. very those, much. All, those opportunities. I'll I'll be in the hashtag comics broke me. I'll, I'll be like I didn't get a good page rate. Um, uh, he was killed over. He died working on a My Little Pony. Comic. <laughs> exactly. You know, and what, you know what also sucked as well is I saw that there was a thread in a in a Discord, and they're talking about me. And they're talking about the they go. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck Tyler. Yeah, fuck Tyler, fuck what he said, fuck blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he, he was stupid. He deserved that, blah, blah. And as it's as it's funneling down, they, it then goes, yeah, well, I mean, we probably all should learn business, though. And then it started going into like, oh, so where should we start, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so it's like, fuck Tyler for what he said. But, but maybe what he said was right. We should probably learn this stuff. Where do we start? And it's like, you just like, like I give out like free business stuff like weekly. I even in that tweet was like, how do you avoid this pain? Here's two books on marketing that will really help you. They're always on sale on Amazon. You can get both books for seven bucks. They're going to blow your mind. And it's like, 
they bite the hand that's trying to feed them and then they'll complain that they're hungry. Um, and you know, when they go, Oh, where should we start? It's like, maybe you should maybe look at the tweet that, that you, that you canceled the guy on, or maybe you could ask for help. I had someone, I have a screenshot of someone going laughing at that. This guy lost his publisher, like him. And a week later he goes, Hey dude, you got any, any advice for me? I just sent him the screenshot. I'm like, is this you? Like, is, is, isn't this, isn't this that's, you? Uh, I don't think that's canceled. Cause I think that's a personality disorder thing. Cause I, <laughs> I, I do health journalism and I have, there's a lot of mental health issues in my family. And you, some of the people who are borderline personality, um, bipolar, you do see that a lot where like they don't differentiate between attacking a person and then later like leaning in for affection because it just doesn't connect for whatever well, reason. Zala, then, so these people are mentally ill. No, no. Probably. I mean, I, in a way, I, I mean, <laughs> I hope uh, YouTube doesn't take me down. I, I don't mean in a negative way. I just think healthy people don't do that. And maybe no, that's they because don't. of the internet, but it's like you would never treat your coworkers at the Burger King this way, or most of us would. I mean, if we wanted to stay employed by Burger King anyway. Well, and if you did, you would get you would get fired. And, and here's another thing is like, these people would never say this to my face. I, I Every person who was mad at me, whether they told me to kill myself, lose my hand, a lot of these people I was very nice to. Actually, all of them I was nice to. There's one person I was mean to. But everyone else I was very nice to. A lot of times I'd go, hey, I'm on my show. You know, I have a, I have a YouTube show. I'll send you the link. Come and say that to my face. Better yet, let's let's meet at a con. Let's like say this shit to my face. Um, because I know you won't, but know that I will. And that's and I think that's the difference. And is is that a lot of these people that I what I what I realize is that you know I, you know my I my my friend got affected because of my cancellation for being associated with me. He's like, hey Tyler, my my dream is to work for Marvel and DC, and um, um, I said, listen, you do you do what you got to do to make it happen. And so you know he even though he defended me a bunch on Twitter, the next day he's like, hey, sorry everyone, you know he's going to the, the you know to the person who was like, fuck you. He's like. Hey, like, you know, I, hey, I still like you. Like, let's support you. You know, he's, he's doing streams the next day, you know, with someone that was like, I can't wait to see this guy lose his publishing deal. Um, and I'm like, you know, and then, you know, and I even said like, why do you want to be friends with these people who are going to stab you in the back eventually? He's like, because I want to write Spider-Man. That's just what you got to go. You, that is what you have to go through. And I was like, oh, it's honest. Oh yeah, he's honest, and that's just. And by the way, that's so sad and disgusting. That's basically the equivalent of if you want to play Batman or Batgirl, you need to go into Harvey Weinstein's like hotel room. Like that is the equivalent of that in the comic industry. Oh, I have I have to be okay with the bullying and potentially backstabbing and and you know pandering to these people who could you know destroy my career and my 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 uh, reputation at any moment. That is the same as as saying, hey, in the Hollywood, if you want to get a good role. You went to Harvey Weinstein's um, hotel room, but the rewards are so much less. And then the rewards are you, you know, a couple GoFundMe's, no health insurance, and uh, you know, maybe you get a, maybe you get to take part part yeah, of you're it. You're begging people online for money to get your cat food. Exactly. Well, it's, it's just crazy. Do you think? Uh, I guess there's the last two points I'll make because we. I know you, you're a busy guy, so you you're have good. To get going. We got like five, ten more minutes. Um. Uh. I was going to say, one of the things I think that maybe makes you a little different is that you actually have a family. And it seems like from what I've people followed, especially working at the big two, I can't say a lot of them are people with kids necessarily. 
They shouldn't. And I a think lot of them that, shouldn't have I kids. I think that might be a fact because it seems to me like people who have kids, that does change their brains somewhat where they do think a little bit more about how this impact, not just how this impact me, but how it might impact you. Because it's one thing when I, when you're canceling someone and you're saying, oh, I'm just taking that, that single dude. I hate him. He won't be able to eat. It's another thing where you're saying, oh, I'm going to take the food out of that guy's kid's mouth. And I well, think, yeah, I mean, I think for some people that, that does make a difference. You know, you don't see Scott Snyder doing, I, I you know, well, I'll, I'll say this about the mainstream people. You're not going to see like Scott Snyder do that. You're not going to see like someone like Sean Gordon Murphy. Do that. He doesn't have kids, but he's very business mind minded and stuff. But you know what? In the indie comics realm, like there's a guy, there's a guy, his name is uh, Jose and he currently has a book on Kickstarter and it's not doing very well. F*** you. Um, he's a family guy. So like in the indie comics world, it doesn't matter if you're a family man or not. Like they don't care. Because that's interesting. They go, if I can step on your, if I can step on you to get an inch ahead, I'll do it. Um, and so like, yeah, the big like, like I know like a lot of the people who canceled me, like a lot of the, the people who were in that mob, I knew. I'd done live shows with them. I'd done podcasts with them. I'd met some of them, and I'm like, and like some of them for years, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like. Are you guys doing like are you doing this because you actually believe it or are you doing this to get ahead? Some you know, it was a bit of both. I mean, I got angry at a lot of people who said, Hey Tyler, totally agree with what you said. I'm not gonna defend you publicly though, because then I'm gonna get attacked. And I'm like, Well then fuck you, because you're not my friend then. Because this is the like this really sucks right now. Like, like like a lot of people are like congratulations, like good job, Tyler. You really were strong during that. Yeah, online I was super strong. At home in my car, at night, I'm laying in bed like wow. I'm reading that the oh fuck you, Tyler. Hope you kill yourself. Oh like help you lose your hand. It's like that that fucking sucked, and I dealt with it for two weeks. And like I couldn't like no one was there. I couldn't relate to anyone. My, my like my wife doesn't understand what's going on. My parents don't understand what's going on. My sons. I don't understand what's going on. They're like, you know, three and under. No one understood what was going on. And the people who did were like, I'm not going to defend you publicly. You're basically on your own. Like, that was an awful feeling um, to to have. There were, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was everyone. There were, you know, I did have, like, a couple people who, like, did have my back and stuff. But, like, some of, like, the big players that I know who could have, like, you know, defended me publicly... They knew that if they did that their big, their big, you know, the stuff that they've built, their big businesses, like they would get hurt. And they, and you know, and I, here's the thing. It's like, I understand it, but still doesn't like hurt. Doesn't, you know, make it yeah, any less painful. The fact that, yes, I understand you chose your business over defending me. It still f***ing sucks because I'm alone still. I, I, I can't imagine that. I'm sure that was hard on your family, too. Well, you know, it was really hard on uh, me and my family. And um, you know what? You know what it also is? Is um, it hurts the creators who, that, who, like, who I do want to help. Because I do enjoy helping other creators. And it's like, gosh, like, do I want to put myself out there again and help someone? Like, all it takes is someone going, oh, I don't like this. And... I don't know. It just made me more and more recluse. Like when I first started drawing talk, I used to have 10, like 10, I used to do like four to five live shows a week. I'd have like, you know, 10, 
10 artists on the show and we would just like shit talk, talk about making comics. What are we learning? We draw together. Now at this point, I just do solo shows because all of those artists eventually burned me, talked shit about me, abandoned me. Um, and so at this point, I just basically run a solo show and it's just sad like that the the community the 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 comic community is so toxic um yeah it's 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 uh i okay so maybe this is a this is a positive so i have never yours seems particularly uh vitriolic but i've i've had my own moments of cancel culture um where people that were close to me that said they were my friends you know stab me in the back um, and that does still, you know, I, you know, you put on a brave face, but there are moments of weakness or, mm -hmm. um, where you're, 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 you're thinking about things. It does get to you, you know, cause you know, I mean, uh, if you're, if you, people who are willing to put themselves out there, of course, are very passionate. That of course means that you're going to care about this stuff. I will say though, that because most people are cowards and this happens all the time, I, I'll speak for my personally, but I know for many of my friends that work in news and journals, they have this experience many times often too where you will cover a topic and you're pretty sure you're right on it. It seems common sense, but it's, it's unpopular to say. So I'll do a health story. We'll talk about addiction some way or um, the opiate crisis of pain patients. I will put in an uh, I'll put out something USCTA Newsweek saying, you know, pain patients should still be able to access their pain medicine, even though all this stuff is going on. And then you like, you'll hear from so many people. They'll message you. They'll be in the comments. And these are like, some of these people are big. They're like, you're way bigger than I am. And, and they're like, I hear you. I agree with you. This is a great point. And you ask, so are you going to do anything about it? Are you going to like, <laughs> are you going to say anything? No. But, but there are a few people out there that do listen. Uh, some, some of the weirdest friendships I have made from people in like mainstream journalism are other reporters when they had a controversy coming down. And I was one of the few people that was willing to speak out. They respect me for that. And we have like almost nothing in common. So there are people with who are like you that when you do speak up and you try to speak common sense in a persuasive uh, and uh, a very controlled manner that do notice. And I know the payoff doesn't feel like it, but honestly, I think that bravery goes a long way. And I think those people who read your comics and know that you stand by what you do, they know that they can keep coming back to you to get quality content. If I read DC and I, I, I do remember a time where they threw an artist under the bus and they start attacking previous work that they had done. Um, Chuck Dixon, for example, they wanted to go and say terrible things about Chuck Dixon that said, oh, well, I'm done with DC. Why would I give you your, yeah, why am yeah, I giving yeah. you my money? And I think it is in the end over time, this isn't like a short term thing, but I think over time it will be people like you that get ahead and it will be all the cowards that fall behind. I appreciate that. No, I, I, I believe that that's true too. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, one of the, I, mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Blacklist, the Blacklist. Um, yeah, I have, I have, I've seen Blacklist. It's like one of my most favorite shows I've seen. There you, okay. James, <laughs> it's in the first season. James Spader's character, Raymond Reddington, he goes to, uh, you know, he goes on one of his monologues about like his life and, and, and he goes to the person that he's, you know, he's about to kill. And he goes, you know what? The, and he's like, you know what the lesson I learned that day? And he just gets like really serious. He's like loyalty above everything else. And I, I think what that, you know, this isn't, like I said, this isn't my first time where something like this has happened. It's, it comes in, you know, every couple of years. Um, and I think I've never changed. I've never flip flopped my positions on anything. 
I've like I've never like like you can't like like someone can't go oh Tyler was one way and then he was another after a situation like I've always been the same and I and I do agree I think um I think that the the hardcore readers who who follow me and stuff they go I know Tyler I like I know that this is who Tyler is he's not gonna flop he's not gonna you know pander to people um for better or for worse he like this is who he is and like good for him for 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 being that and and you know those people those people come back same way you know i have a I, I, you know i have creator friends who they're like tyler like that person you know said something stupid like we sh- you should go after them you shouldn't be friends with them i'm like yeah but you know what they were there for me during a hard time and yeah are they having a stupid moment yeah absolutely i've had stupid moments loyalty above everything else like, I'm not just going to throw this person under the rug because maybe they had a stupid take on Twitter one day. I'm still going to be friends with them. Um, and so, yeah, I think people, I think, I agree with you. I think people do um, like that loyalty. The amount of people who message me saying, hey, Tyler, I will not be, like, I will not be buying anything from Band of Bards, the publisher, ever again because of what they did to you. Now, I will say this. The day that they make Coins of Judas number three, I'll be there day one to buy the book to support them. You know, my friends and the, the my friends who are still on that creative project still want to support them. But yeah, in terms of Band of Bards, like, like they soured, like they didn't they didn't have my back, they didn't have my back. And when people, and you know, when people are like, "Hey, Tyler, I'm not going to buy their book because of what they did," I can't even defend it. I'm like, absolutely, I probably would do the same thing. I probably would do the same thing. And um, I think, well, you know, based off of a phone call that I had, like, apparently there was, like, the the people, the mob of people, turns out they don't actually buy Band of Bards books. The people who had my back, they do buy Band of Bards books, and they saw how they treated one of their artists, and from what I've learned from, like, you know, talking to other people, it sounds like people, more they're losing more readers, they're losing more readers than what they were gaining, because... That mob doesn't buy their book. They were trying to appease to people, appease people who don't buy books. And you know, you know, it just goes back to that saying, loyalty above everything else. That that's like the comic industry in a nutshell. That's like that was like the mistake they made. Uh, yes. They continue to make. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Uh your YouTube channel is great. Uh congratulations on your latest Kickstarter project. I thank appreciate you. your insights. Um, I thought it was a really interesting topic. I thought the way you handled it was brave because I know those things can feel very heavy when they happen. So I appreciate it. Um, and we are going to end it here, friends. Uh, this podcast is po- uh, possible. Possible. That's the word. Thanks <laughs> to Bain Books Publishing and Young Voices, a journalism organization. Thank you to my wonderful editor, Chris Hollywicky, who makes me look much more competent and intelligent than I actually am. And to all of you, my friends, until next time, keep geeking out.